Om Jnana Timurandasya Kananana Salakaya Shakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Sigurvenama Shri Krishna Chai Prabhu Nityananda Siyadvaita Well, so yesterday um, we have been discussing a little bit about from the uh, great treasury of Western thought as part of our East-West dialogue. And we uh, referred a little bit to Luther and his table talk. Uh, just now I'm stumbling over uh, Calvin, who, who says, faith consists in a knowledge of God and of Christ, not in reverence for church. Well, that is quite clear, you know, that the, uh, yeah, the, uh, that before having, uh, that faith in the institution is uh, is good, but it is on another level. Um, uh, faith has to be in the Supreme Lord. Now, so Calvin says, faith consists in knowledge of God in Christ, not in reverence for the church. So faith consists in knowledge of the Lord and not in just in his uh, institution. I have come up with a model for, the, for spiritual institutions, which are as follows. On the top is the external, external layer, the layer of, organiz of the organization. In the middle, there is the spiritual substance, that is the, uh, the spiritual process through which one can become purified. And on the deepest layer, there is the Lord himself who is uh, steering the whole thing. So in this way, we can see spiritual institutions on their deepest level are certainly invested with the uh, energy of the Supreme Lord. On the surface, it is an organization which has all the uh, organizational issues that exist in institutions. It has, uh, uh, you know, it's ups and downs, it's successes and failures, it's nice people, it's not so nice people, it's very inspiring things, and it's, it's, it's uh, situations of, that are not nice, and situations of injustice and all that, all that you can expect on the outer layer of the organization. But that does not affect the perfect process. The chanting of Hare, in our case, the chanting of Hare Krishna, still works in our case. Srimad Bhagavatam is still the literary incarnation of, of the Lord. And in that way, um, in a Christian context, prayer and, and, and the Bible and whatever would still be uh, part of, uh, of their process and would still work. But on the deep, deepest level, there is the Supreme Lord. So in this way, we can, I think this model of three layers, of an institution 
organization, perfect process, and on the deepest level, uh, level the Supreme Lord himself driving this movement. I think this is a very important model because in this way we can uh, retain our faith in the institution being a spiritual institution and yet accommodate for its, uh, its, its material faults and its shortcomings. All right, so much for all that. Um, I'll carry on with uh, table talk, yeah, which is from Luther, and I like this. I, I myself should also maybe uh, write a book called Table Talk, uh, or do a, a series of talks, Table Talk. So I think maybe later I will do something, Table Talk. I always loved music. Whoso has skill in this art is of a good temperament, fitted for all things. We must teach music in schools. A schoolmaster ought to have skill in music, or I would not regard him. Neither should we ordain young men as preachers unless they've been well exercised in music. Luther, table talk. Hmm. Yes, well, music obviously is is coming from the spiritual world. Um, in uh, Krishna and his associates are involved with music. Krishna himself plays a flute. Um, his associates play drums and various venas and, uh, and others also play flutes and all kinds of instruments are being played and uh, there is singing in various ragas and melodies, and uh, it is interesting how it is said that 16,108 gopis, and each one had their own raga, and therefore there are 16,108 ragas that are spiritual. So yeah, that is something very, very nice. Uh, so music has ultimately... Uh, a connection with the spiritual world and a spiritual pro in a spiritual process, music is very, very important. Uh, uh, I was on a flight from South Africa to Europe and then on the flight, uh, one man walked up to the front of the cabin, an African man, and he just made a gesture like, like a conductor who gets the attention of an orchestra. And then he started conducting. And suddenly people started singing and it turned out there was, there were some, some 50 people who were all part of a gospel choir and they sang, they sang their gospel. We were in the sky, the sun was just rising and it was just something else. The sound was heavenly. And we were flying in the heavens, and, and it really felt we were so close now. Just that, that, that spiritual singing just transported us to another dimension. We were just for a moment tasting 
tasting something of divinity. At one point, there were three pilots, three pilots looking, looking at uh, at the whole at the whole thing, and people came from everywhere, from from the business club, from the, I was in economy, and everybody was just watching the uh, the amazing experience. And after it ended, there was a thunderous applause, thunderous. That morning, there was thunder in the sky. Hmm. So yes, music. Hmm. King Richard, music do I hear? Ha ha, keep time, how sour sweet music is. When time is broke and no proportion kept, so it, so it is in the music of man's life. Shakespeare, Richard. Okay, so he makes an, uh, an analogy and how in music one has to keep time and how in real life also one has to keep time, one has to align in other words. Uh, here, King Richard is emphasizing the need to, uh, yeah, the need to just align with community and to be able to live in community. Um, if we translate that into uh, Vaishnav context, then of course. Um, Krishna is the central interest of that community. Krishna is the only goal of that community. The glory of Krishna is what everyone is working for. And in this way, um, to be in time in a Krishna conscious context means with the purpose of Krishna consciousness. And so, because everyone aligns with one purpose, then everything goes very fine. Prabhupada gave the uh, example of if you throw a stone in the water, you get rings that are going of, 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 of waves, ripple effect in the water, isn't it? And the rings go out. If you throw a second stone exactly in the same place, then it will just reinforce the rings. But if you throw a stone in another place, it creates rings that will conflict with the rings of the first stone. So in this way, when we align with Krishna's interest, we are all throwing the stone in the same place, then all our energy will be bundled. In, but if we don't align with Krishna, then everyone, everyone's energy will collide with other people's energy. Um, Let's now see. Sure, there's music even in the beauty and the silent note 
which Cupid strikes far sweeter than the sound of an instrument, for there's music wherever there is a harmony, order or proportion, and thus far we maintain the music of the spheres, for those well-ordered motions and regular paces, though they give no sound unto the ear, yet the understanding they strike, a note most full of harmony. Okay. Yes, so this harmony then. Um, harmony is a principle. Uh, to be in harmony and in music also. Uh, certain combinations work and others don't. And that, uh, of course, there is uh, a standard of music which is atonal music where anything goes and, and there's no more laws and whatever tones uh, come together, come together. Uh, mm -hmm. This morning, we, uh, with the children, did a program, program about uh, Vrindavan, and I asked them to uh, make the sounds of different animals, and so they all did. Uh, and it wasn't easy. We did peacocks, we did uh, cows, we did all these things. And then uh, to do a camel, uh, to do a camel was, uh, was not the easiest. But anyway, uh, I checked it before on YouTube. And so I, uh, I brought in the camel for them. Uh, but uh, whatever may be, so and then uh, whenever then once they did all the sounds, then I started to tell a story. And whenever I mentioned the name of an animal, they had to make the sound of that animal. And in this way, we got uh, all kinds of sounds coming together. Yeah, it was fun. We, uh, it was a nice program. Went for an hour and we did the Bahulavan story, you know, of the cow and the calf and the tiger, and. I got some actors to act it out. It was good. So, uh, yes. Uh, well, so what, uh, what I wanted to say with that is, uh, yeah, then we got like a forest, all the forest sounds. Uh, and somehow or other, um, this is Krishna's, Krishna's arrangement. When Krishna creates, then Krishna, there's Krishna's harmony. Um, just as we hear the sounds of the forest. Um, but then when human beings are not aligning with Krishna, and we begin to... Uh, bring in sounds that don't belong there, you know, or some, some other heavy sound uh, that upsets, uh, that upsets the order of things. Yes. Hmm, let's see what else is there.
blessed pair of sirens, pledges of heaven's joy, sphere-born harmonious sisters, voice and verse, wet your divine sounds and mixed power employ, death things which in breath high-raced fantasy present, that undisturbed song of pure content, any eye song before the sapphire-colored throne to him that sits thereon, with saintly shout and solemn jubilee, where the bright seraphim in burning row blow, and the shrubic host in thousand choirs touch their immortal harps of golden wires with those just spirits that wear victorious palms, hymns devout and holy psalms singing everlastingly, that we on earth with undiscording voice may rightly answer that melodious noise. Mm. It carries on, but I'll stop. Um, so that is interesting. Uh, it is interesting. Uh, it, it speaks about the angels and the divine music of the angels. In the Vedic culture, this also exists. Uh, they have the Gandharvas. And Gandharvas are always meant to sing of the glories of the Lord. Yeah. Sometimes they may also glorify a demigod, but that's what it meant. Um, it is said that there was one Gandharva named Tumburu who actually made a love song for a beautiful lady and who was sent down to earth. Uh, because in the higher regions of the universe, all music and glorification is meant for the Supreme Lord or his representatives. And in this way, uh, it has a spiritual purpose. So that is something else. That is uh, something more beautiful, more inspiring, and, and really what we... Uh, what is the purpose? The Vedic literature also describes how um, in the high regions of the universe, there is the recitation of, of the Vedas, um, one can hear sages reciting or even the Kinaras who have wings just like Garuda. And when they flap their wings, the sounds are making the, uh, the sound of the Samaveda. So in this way, uh, there is all this, this divine music in the higher regions of the universe. And that is ultimately the purpose of music. Music is meant to be divine. There's nothing, I think, in which the power of art is shown so much as in playing on the fiddle. In all other things, we can do something at first. Any man will forge a bar of iron if you give him a hammer, not so well as a smith, but tolerably. A man will saw a piece of wood and make a box, though a clumsy one, but give him a fiddle and a fiddlestick, and he can do nothing. 
Boswell, Life of Johnson. Ja. Okay, so there is an art, you know, in, in, in uh, mastering musical instruments. And, uh, and this art will come simply from a experience, you know, from, from trying, and then it will also come from, uh, from, from uh, inspiration. Um, so we are learning to play, simply play uh, simple melodies, not too complicated. Uh, and in this way, it, it becomes very inclusive. Everyone can partake. Uh, of course, sometimes devotees are also uh, approaching the melodies in a different way. Uh, very complex melodies, uh, which are sung by devotees who've all practiced them together. And that is very beautiful. So it's not that they're, that it always must be simple, but simple melodies are definitely better when we reach out to a larger audience uh, who are less experienced and less skilled and less familiar with the melodies. Complicated melodies require some, uh, some practice. So in Kirtan, um, we should remember that we are not just playing the instruments, uh, and that it's not just about skill, but that we are rather playing the hearts of the people. So rather than playing the instruments, we're playing the people. And in this way, we are trying to bring all the people into the Kirtan and in bringing them uh, with us to, uh, to worship in Krishna from the heart. So this is the, the, the objective uh, of, of a kirtan leader, to bring people into an absorption where and just worship Krishna from the heart. Um, uh, so for this purpose, when the melodies are a little more simple, it is more easy for everyone to fully tune in. Um, so pers personally, I save the, the more complex melodies for when I'm alone or when I'm with a few people and when I do a larger kirtan for many people. Yeah, then I keep it a bit more simple. Music. Music stands quite alone. It is cut off from all the other arts. It does not express a particular and definite joy, sorrow, anguish, horror, delight, or mood of peace, but joy, sorrow, anguish, horror, delight, peace of mind themselves in the abstract and the essential nature without accessories and therefore without their customary motives. Yet it enables us to grasp and share them fully in this quintessence. Schopenhauer, the world as will and idea. Point one fifty two. Uh huh.
Yeah, well, music is in in is is always an expression of uh, of emotion. Um, it is particularly uh, carrying a particular emotional mood, and as such, music is translating uh, that emotion into sound. Um, of course, when Krishna plays his flute, uh, then, uh, then it speaks of his love. When Radharani hears the flute, she hears, I only love you. When the gopis hear the flute, it says, drop everything and come here now. When Lord Shiva hears the flute, he jumps up and down in ecstasy and begins his final, uh, his dance. And he just plays his little din-din drum. And when the cows in Vrindavan hear the flute of Krishna, they become so overwhelmed by the sound that they just can't move. They freeze on the spot. So in this way, the peacocks, when they hear the sound of the flute, they naturally, naturally dance. And after, after completing the dance and the flute playing, they offer Krishna one of their feathers. And out of appreciation, as dancers and flute players are going together. And so in this way, uh, Music is a means, like a language, by which we are um, turning emotions into sound. If it be asked why musical tones in a certain order and rhythm give man and other animals pleasure, we can no more give the reason than for the pleasantness of certain tastes and smells that they do give pleasure of some kind to animals. We may infer from their being produced during the season of courtship by many insects, spiders, fishes, amphibians, and birds. For unless the females were able to appreciate such sounds and were excited or charmed by them, the persevering efforts of the males and the complex structure often possessed by them alone would be useless. And, and this... It is impossible to believe. <laughs> Human song is generally admitted to the basis or origin of instrumental music. As neither the enjoyment nor the capacity of producing musical notes are faculties of the least use to man in reference to his daily habits of life, they must be ranked amongst the most mysterious which was he is in doubt. Darwin, Descent of Man. Mm. <laughs> yes, so music um, can connect us, right? can connect us to, um, to what is known as nomenon in the, in the Bhagavad Gita, in, the, in chapter 
I shall now in declare, declare to, to you this knowledge in full, both in the phenomenal and in the nominous sense. And then there's nothing that remains to be known. Um, yes, nothing remains to be known. Um, so, the, the, the sense of nominous comes from nomenon, which nomenon was phrased by Rudolf Otto for the first time, and it referred to the spiritual realm, which to us is invisible, and that sometimes something from that spiritual realm flows over into the phenomenal world. So music can build such bridges. Um, through sound, we can sometimes build a bridge to the, uh, <coughs> to the hidden spiritual reality. And some of that energy flows into our realm, as I described it on the flight with the concert of the gospel choir and, and so on. Um, but as we find in the works of, of many composers, that their, their works invoke uh, divine sentiments. When uh, music can also be abused, and it can just be abused to, um, to either uh, increase sense enjoyment, right, as a nice background for a nice atmosphere. Or sometimes we hear a song which is sung with a lot of heart, right, by an artist being played in a supermarket just to sell things. Um, so then we see it is also abused. Um, but music may also exist in its harsh form, in a, uh, in a shocking form. Uh, it is used in many ways. Uh, uh, it can be ab abused by, uh, by politicians who try to uh, get the crowd behind them. Uh, songs for war. Uh, but ultimately, the real objective of music is to create that bridge to the spiritual realm. terrible thing is music in general. What is it? Why does it do what it does? They say that music stirs the soul. Stupidity, a lie. It acts. It acts frightfully. I speak for myself. 
but not in an ennobling way. It acts neither in an ennobling nor a debasing way, but in an irritating way. How shall I say it? Musics make me forget my real situation. It transports me into a state which is not my own. Under the influence of music, I really seem to feel what I do not feel, to understand what I do not understand, to have powers which I cannot have. Toy Story, the Colza Sonata, 23. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, it is a language huh? and uh, through which we can uh, communicate. And yes, it is, uh, we can feel feelings that are not our own. But we must say to Tolstoy that we are never our own uh, because we're never isolated. We are, even if we isolate ourselves and live as a hermit, someone in an isolated place, we still know that mankind exists and that we have consciously isolated ourselves from, from mankind. And in this way, we are responding to mankind and we're still in relation with them. Um, that is our nature. We are always in relation, in relation with a place. Boma Ijadi, the land of our birth, um, or, or an exotic foreign land which attracts us. We are in relation to a place. We are in relation to the people that we are with. We are in, in relation. Uh, to the conditions where we are and that are surround us. We're always in relation. Therefore, we must say to Tolstoy that when music communicates to us feelings and invokes these feelings, which are not our own, then through music, we can grow and we can actually uh, grow to experience feelings beyond our own. Of course, uh, Real growth is only, only there when Krishna is in the picture, because otherwise we are temporarily attaining growth and then we lose it again. Um, but if Krishna is there, then that growth will be permanent and will be most wonderful, uh, because we'll grow in our attachment to Krishna. And this is the true purpose of that music. And then one day we will hear Krishna's flute. Uh, and meanwhile, let us just chant the holy name on the sweetest melodies. Sometimes sweet, sometimes rocking, sometimes cool, sometimes hot, different flavors. But let the holy name be there. And then everything is perfect. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.